Hey everyone, welcome to the Water Lab Podcast. I'm James Marshall and thanks for tuning in to another episode. And if it is your first time, well then welcome to the show. Before I start, I've got to have a quick mention to our three main sponsors for helping bring this episode to you. And if you're in need of a late Christmas present, well then here are three great ideas. Firstly, Pure Sport CBD is a great gift for anyone who suffers from muscle or joint pain, poor sleep or anxiety. Send them some of this stuff and it will fix them up a treat. Fortune Favors is a great gift idea for anyone who loves a great diesel. And Manscaped is a great gift idea for any boyfriend, husband, mate or family member who needs to control their body hair. Send them one of these things and they will not regret it. And stay tuned to the end of this episode to find out how you can do so. But anyway, here we go. I know I've said this a lot, but I literally have the number one lad in the game on today. He's played for the Japanese clubs Honda Heat and Toyota Shuttles. He's played for the Irish powerhouse side Leinster. But where he's really made his name is right here in Tasman, where he's represented the Marcos on 55 occasions, including captaining the side. And now he's coached the side to back-to-back premiership titles. He's also been the assistant coach of the Crusaders, winning plenty of championships down there. It is the GOAT lad, Andrew Goodman. Welcome, Goody. Thanks for coming on. Cheers, Jimmy, mate. It's good to finally get the invite. Yeah, mate. I've been... um I was waiting for a, for you to go back to back before we got you on. So well, I thought you might have just been struggling with a few people, mate. <laughs> it's good to be on here. No, looking forward to the story. As I said, you are the goat lad. Um, but let's start with the recent um, title, back to back success. How good was that? Yeah, mate, unbelievable. Way you could see in the box, obviously a little bit of uh, emotion there. I think. <laughs> it, oh, I've got some good comments around that. It's been a good laugh watching that, but. Um, I think this showed how much it meant to not only us but the players as well and uh, it was just real satisfying this year, you know, we've had a few up and down um, results during the year. Um, last year was a little bit different in the fact that it starts to seem to align for us. Last year there was um, guys like Liam and uh, Geordie Telford that, you know, made themselves available when we probably weren't expecting to see them. Yep. Um, we were real lucky with injuries right throughout the year and we had a few fringe All Blacks that didn't make the World Cup squad, so... Yeah, it's one of those years last year, but this year, um, early injuries to guys like Ethan and Putty Putty. Um, then along the way, more injuries to some key leaders like Jake Norris and Druzer and Nanke. And then, uh, yeah, guys came in and took their opportunities and just stoked for guys like Tim O'Malley, who's an absolute lad around the team, as you know. Yeah. And uh, for him to come in after, unfortunately, Hunty went down, who's a massive part of our team, and to come on and steady the ship as he did. Yeah. Um, no, he'll remember that for the rest of his life and it's pretty cool, I reckon. Were you always confident? During that game? Yeah. Oh, it's and even intense. leading, even through the season, were you always feeling confident that you could do it? Yeah, look, we uh, we had some good discussions as a coaching group around, um, I think the th- one thing we did do well is we learnt from all those losses. We um, we had some good discussions up in the up in the coaches' room and in the leadership group and... Um, we thought if we could learn from those uh, experiences, uh, North Harbour, Canterbury, Auckland, but even some of the other games where we didn't really perform to our best, um, that we knew we had a couple of performances in us in the end because you know, we've got a great bunch of boys that, uh, as you know, come in and try and get better every day and they are passionate about the jersey. And what, you, what have you done about that to create that culture? Because obviously the culture's changed so much from uh, when me and you first started back in the day to what it is yeah. now. Yeah, well, I definitely can't take all the credit for that. I think... Um, Going back to when uh, KK and and Leon were first, um, you know, coaching the group, and uh, you know, Leon was so um, like a great Crusader player, fifty Test All Black, 
and he was just so competitive, um, so professional. And it just took a while for you know him to get across what it actually took to be professional. We didn't have really many super players at that stage, eh? We yeah. probably two or three. Um, so to have more and more super players coming back into our environment, um, have a real core group of local guys that and our leadership group that um, really drive our standards and you know the guys that are coming in from outside the region, they see how much the duty means to those guys and they just buy in because it's contagious mm. when those guys are um, you know playing with so much uh, passion as the boys like to say. And how massive is the skip in that sort sort of sense, Dave Harvelli? Yeah, what a champion, eh? Absolutely, I've got so much time for Davey and yeah, he's a big part of it, man. He's a massive part of the reason why we have um, won the last couple of years. One, because the boys respect him so much, uh, what he does on the field, but off the field, eh, he's so available to all of them. Uh, he makes time for everyone in the team. He really really drives our standards and yeah, I've got, uh, yeah, as I said, a lot of, lot of time for Skip and uh, what he's done for this union. Mm. And a couple of um, big days afterwards, celebrations, how are those? Yeah, <laughs> getting harder, but I do love it. I do love it, eh? I uh, make sure throughout the season I'm building brownie points knowing that there could potentially be a three or four day at the end of the year. So uh, to be fair, Nina was pretty good. It was more Max that was uh, demanding me back on uh, on Tuesday after after the three days, but um, I was ready to go then anyway. Couldn't keep up with the boys on Canterhole Golf, but nah, some of the days of your life, so I love that, uh, just being able to sit down with the boys and reflect have a beer, sing a song, and yeah, just connect with the with the boys and the coaching team. And you've always been doing that on the successful side of things, eh? You've always, you've had a pretty successful start to your coaching career, winning pretty much everything you've been involved in, even down at the Crusaders. So, um, what do you put that down to? Is that just sort of a little bit of luck, or do you do you take that credit? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a lot of luck. Definitely a lot of luck. Yeah, very uh, fortunate to. Um, Get the call from Razor um, three years ago and be involved in an amazing um, setup down there. Eh? Yeah. Um, learned so much and uh, yeah, very fortunate to be part of that um, setup and um, hopefully bring a bit of that back to Tasman and help keep growing our, our union. Did you win three? To- have you won all three years down there? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Do you Lucky count the handy, hand of God? Yeah. <laughs> surely, surely that one doesn't count. That was before the Jackal rules changed. Surely it was clean, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was a good game, mate. I was twitched up. Um, that game, mate, it was, yeah, it was a, one of the most tense games I've been involved in a, in a box. You boys uh, played an outstanding game that day and, yeah, could have easily gone the other way, obviously. <laughs> Play on. Play on. Yeah. Um, and then you're back down to the Crusaders soon. When do you have to go back down there? No, it's uh, yeah, not till after January. I had a day down there um, during the week to connect with the coaching group and uh, strength and conditioning, etc. around the pre-season. So uh, Rose is really good, um, trusting that we can um, chip away from our work at home and uh, we'll just connect over Zoom a couple of times and make sure we're on track for when the boys come in. But it's quite cool way with all the everything that's been pushed back that the boys get a good break over. Yeah. Over Christmas, I know it's not a favourite time for the lads to be going back <laughs> that two weeks before Christmas. So, now as uh, as a whole, everyone that's playing Super will enjoy the time with their family yeah. or partners eh, over Christmas, where they can just uh, spend a bit more time and chill. And you happy with the squad? Yeah, I think it's pretty exciting. Eh, got a um, core. Well, most of the boys are coming back, and some real exciting uh, new talent coming through. Shafi Haki and yeah, Izzy Ponavoy and the two uh, tight head props. Um, Tamaidi and uh, Fletcher Neil, who are both uh, beasts and are going to kick on and be awesome players. Short price favourites to go again, or what do you reckon? Oh, Who's the team to beat? Some competition, eh? Yeah. Some competition, man. 
like you saw it through last year's uh, league game, anyone could have beaten anyone on their day. So, yeah, it's going to be a tough comp again, and it's uh, it's a bit of a sprint, eh? Because you've got to be right on. You're playing New Zealand teams every week from week one. Yeah. So it's going to be a yeah, hell of a competition. It's only again. eight games, too, eh? So yeah. as soon as you drop a couple, it's pretty hard to... Yeah, exactly, yeah. We and found I, that last year. I think we dropped the first two, and then it was pretty much couldn't catch you since from then on. Yeah, I think everyone's pretty excited about being a final this year, though. It's yeah. a cool addition to the... Uh, to the tournament yeah needed to be eh? yeah but anyway let's go back to the start for a young andrew david goodman uh what was what was growing up for you like yeah no it was it was good mate we uh obviously uh in tapawera for the first three years of my life which i don't really remember at all but um i do have fond memories of uh roy valley and growing up there dad was a teacher and he um, was actually headmaster at roy valley area school so we had plenty of open space uh, growing up, lots of paddocks to run around in. Um, the farm over the road, where I was pretty proud of my calf, Daisy, that um, won back, <laughs> back-to-back titles, I think, at the Royal Valley AMP show. <laughs> what do you mean, your calf? Best groomed calf. You know you used to walk the calves around the AMP show, you had to go to after school and groom them down. It's a highlight of my career. Um, so did you raise that calf? Yeah. I used to go over the road every day, we'd take it for a walk, give it a wee uh, groom down with the old comb, pet combs, and... Yeah, you know, we were good mates growing up. <laughs> Your only friend. <laughs> yeah. No, but we had, um, yeah, obviously the three boys and my sister Jane, and uh, yeah, we were pretty competitive in the old backyard cricket there at Rye Valley, and we had uh, the goalpost just down the road where we used to go down and have goal kicking competitions yeah. and tennis and whack golf balls around. So we were a pretty active family growing up and had lots of fun uh, there till I was about 11 or 12 before we moved over to Nelson. And you're the oldest, eh? No, nah, Nick, Nick, brother Nick. <laughs> oh, brother look, Nick. the eldest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a few greys coming through, hence the hat every day of my life since I've been 18, <laughs> since I started poking through. <laughs> yeah, cheese cutters, hats, buckets, whatever I can find, really, beanies, yeah. And then when did rugby start for you? I was an uh, early starter, yeah. I started when I was four for uh, Ploris Bow Jacks, uh, um, a local club I used to play for. So, um, yeah, used to be uh, a little bit of travel, over to Blenheim or uh, Picton, but uh, mum and dad were uh, yeah, really supportive and used to, the old man, you know, he's a rugby nut, so he used to love it. And uh, mum used to be involved with the old oranges and after-match feeds. And, uh, yeah, after that it was with the Nelson Rugby Football Club after that, tap, tap. <laughs> yeah. um, but now it was good times, eh, growing up, playing for Polaris. And, uh, yes, been like Kahu and those boys come through Polaris as well. Shane, played for Polaris when he was young. Yeah. James King. Corey Holdaway, some oh, good Tasman names. Yeah. Were um, you any good? Um, I think I probably went through phases. Eh, when I was young, I was wasn't I th- by all accounts I wasn't too bad when I was coming through those junior grades and under tens and like the under fifty two tournaments, etc. I wasn't yeah, I used to go alright. And then kind of when I went to school, I was a, I was quite a good size when I was younger. Then oh, yeah. didn't have much of a growth spurt after that, and went to college and got a bit shy on the old defense <laughs> side of things. <laughs> Old Grievo um, probably ended up with two dislocated shoulders from number seven having to make all my tackles. And Nathan Meadow, uh, Madden, who was 12 outside me, used to give me shit about um, having to close in all day to make my tackles as well. So, yeah, we kind of went through a phase there uh, through college. But, um, yeah, I was, I was a battler through college. I was in the first 15 for two years, but yeah. it wasn't a standout. I yeah. loved it. Um, I think probably understood the game quite well tactically which probably helped me out a little bit yeah. but in terms of physicality and stuff I wasn't a, wasn't a dominant first 15 player but your old man would have driven a lot of your um, rugby 
standards are. I remember he would always have his notebook and any yeah. game or something, he'd always come and whisper up a wee tip. Even to me when I started playing, he'd always tell me the wind conditions or something, a wee interesting fact to how to beat this side that we're about to play. So it uh, must have been cool to have him behind you in all the games. Yeah, yeah, obviously a big part of my life growing up. He was coaching me through uh, rugby and cricket all the way through cricket used to be crack up he used to give me um because i used to captain our cricket team and he used to have not because he was coach maybe <laughs> because definitely <laughs> he used to give me the fields for each bowler so i used to pull it out when um <laughs> joe Tui was coming into bowl okay he's a right arm seamer he needs a bit off cover point backward point <laughs> so i used to move all the boys around leg spinner coming on gareth powdrill he needs a deep square there <laughs> so that's why i made you captain <laughs> yeah. so i used to have all these fields but yeah, rugby we used to have all the chats so we he he loved Talking uh, code and obviously so did I. It wasn't uh, he wasn't a big talker, but we used to just yeah. you know chip away. We'd watch a game together and have the conversations, or were driving home from a game, he'd you know just give me a couple of things that he was supportive, but he was you know he was honest as well. Yeah, um, and he always uh, encouraged the strong fitness base. We still a lot of running together. <laughs> Started me doing half marathons when I was nine, I think. True, yeah. <laughs> <Holy. laughs> ran a, a few of those together, but I retired by I was 13 and my buddy hips and Achilles <laughs> have been no good since. But, um, you know, the famous uh, Central New Zealand runs he used to make us yeah. do three times up there and used to be standing up there with his notebook and marking everyone <laughs> off it. All the boys trying to hide on the way up on the second time, but... He was pretty on to it, eh? Yeah. But no, it was, yeah, it was cool to have him growing up, being a part of the rugby and cricket journey. Yeah. And any um, first 15 memories that stand out for you? Yeah, we actually, um, we had a pretty good team. We played senior Bs back in those days, so we were playing, yeah. yeah that, where the next year the Press Cup started up, so we were on Saturdays we were playing against all the uh, all the old boys that just wanted to smash the college <laughs> kids, which is probably why I was a little Fair bit enough. shy on the yeah. old day as well, having bloody all the big old... Old boys or the older guys just wanting to get yeah. you to the bottom of the ruck and give you a smack, going over to Collingwood and yeah, getting a bit of a toweling up at the bottom of every ruck. But um, yeah, we made the top eight that year in New Zealand, which yeah. was um, pretty good for for our team that year. We had Crocky and um, a couple of guys that Ben May had been at school. He, I think he might have left by then, but um, we had a pretty strong strong team through our second year of first fifteen. Yeah, um, Gregory always reminds me that it probably cost us the top four position, but. Uh, Every year I get that from him, mate. He's relentless, though. What'd you do? Oh, I missed a couple of kicks on the front field, mate. <laughs> we, we outscored um, outscored Wellington College uh, two tries to one, but their first five, um, Brett Maurice, he was an awesome player. Actually um, passed away at a young age, which is really sad, but he got seven out of seven uh, yeah. penalties. We got a couple of tries, and <laughs> I'd missed one or two kicks, maybe three. <laughs> I think we lost 21-19, but... Um, yeah, he didn't. He didn't go at the guys that gave all the penalties away. You know, he always let <laughs> the goal kicker. No, 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 it's good banter every year. At least comes up once a year, and I'm just going to take it on the chin. Did you yeah. like goal kicking, or did that sort of put you off goal kicking? No, I loved goal kicking. Eh? Yeah. I think just yeah, as I said, when, in Rye Valley, we, me and my brothers used to go down and just kick for the fun of it. I used to love to, you know, just love kicking a ball around. Yeah, playing the old kick tennis or twenty one or whatever, whatever it was over the posts and. Um, yeah, then we moved to Nelson and I was right over the, across the road from Neil Park. So yeah. again, used to go over there for hours after school and just kick balls. And yeah. he was, uh, Dad was actually the one, he gave me the Grant Fox uh, video. <laughs> that was my learning for goal kicking, head down, follow through. <laughs> Had the old massive run up. <laughs> it wasn't until I got over to Leinster when I was bloody 30 that um, 
had actually got some proper goal kicking coaches, and the, the guy was like, "That right up's horrible, mate. <laughs> That's why you've got the big bloody thirst and draw on it. You need to just come back on the forty-five and just kick straight through it." And it made massive difference. I was like, "Man, I wish I'd had this like twelve years ago. Would have made you, a boot." You had a massive nudge, though, eh? Yeah, I bet myself from uh, that's where it kind of came. Like I didn't mind having those big cracks because no one really cared if you missed yeah, them or not. So yeah. yeah, I used to not be afraid to tee them up from a long way out and uh, yeah, have a crack. Yeah. And then what was your pathway from college? Well, I just went down to uh, Otago University. Um, so ever since I was 16 and the old man had shouted me down to the Moriton Cup final in 1998. Oh, yeah. Take it on the bankment. I was like, I'm coming back here. <laughs> no, whatever it takes. It was an unreal day. Like was that? 36,000 people. Like the embankment was just over full. Holy. People just chopping spates everywhere. <laughs> no one moved. Like everyone was just standing and pissing on the bank. I was oh. just like, this is mongrel, but it's awesome. <laughs> Went back to the brothers' flat after the game, and uh, yeah, there was some good good uh, scenes there for a young 16 year old. And I was like, man, I'm getting back here. So as soon as I left there, I was like, I'm coming back to Otago, what shall I do? And I, I was always passionate about um, physical education, so yeah. yeah, went down that path. And So I headed down to Otago Uni straight after school and uh, actually turned up to university trials because I didn't know anyone down there really. You turned up to university trials and you kind of turn up, there's everyone there that's come down to university, um, turns up to those trials and only got like 15 minutes at the end and oh, yeah. then you walked into the uni and they had the teams named up there and there was, looked at that. A team nut, B team nut, <laughs> C team nut. I was like, oh, wow, <laughs> shit, how do they like pick these teams, man? I got 15 minutes, didn't do much wrong, and I'm in the like fourth rank uni team. I was like, this is not a great start. Were you but, chasing the rugby dream then? Is that what you want, oh, still wanted to do? Trying no, to play professional rugby? No, it wasn't ever about professional rugby, but I thought I was competitive and wanted to play like yeah. good rugby. And then uh, this happened to be, I was down at the um, Alambra Union field, which is close to uh, university, and they're having some kicks. and. Uh, We'd played King to High School. We used to play them in an school every year, and uh, oh, yeah. a couple of their boys actually walked past and said, "Oh, hey, young, we played you last year. What, did, uh, what yeah. are you doing for your club footy?" And well, I'm, yeah, I'm in the university <laughs> fourth string <laughs> Colts team. They're like, "Mate, come out to Southern." Oh, yeah. And uh, mate, one of the best decisions of my um, uni career because eh, it was a great club. Ended up getting like 20 of us from my whole Cumberland to all come out to uh, Southern that had kind of been in a similar thing that had gone to uni trials oh, and yeah. hadn't been that successful. So. Yeah. They used to um, pick us up in minivans every Tuesday, Thursday, barbecues after training. Yeah. But it was just an awesome club, uh, great atmosphere down there. Had some great do's, you know, back in the day. The drink at the club rooms till it shut, till you got kicked out, and then you'd all go into town and you're number ones. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was good times. I loved it, eh? Southern was a great club for anyone going down to Neden. And then how did you get into the professional rugby side? Yeah, well, so I didn't really make any... Um, I had a real chip on the shoulder after that university thing. I, like, <laughs> I went from being a little bit of a, as I said, not a, not really aggressive in the tackle and stuff. I got, yeah, I got a little bit aggressive. From, I don't, I don't think that was the only thing, but I grew a little bit. I had a bit of a growth spurt again. Uh, moved back into, they put me at twelve when I got to um, Southern, so I had to be a bit more physical with that. But yeah. um, a combination of a lot of beer and uh, <laughs> poor diet, plus starting to to do weights, so I actually put on like twelve or thirteen kgs in oh, that first wow. year. So. Gave me a bit more confidence and uh, didn't make any of the Otago 19 teams or anything like that. But my third year down there, I made the Otago development team. Oh, yeah. So I ended up having three years in that, uh, which was awesome times. Had a great, we had a pretty good team with Kenny Lynn and Cullen Bruce and Joe Snead and Adam Thompson and Tom Dolan and those guys come through. Yeah. 
in those days you just followed the uh, the NPC team around. So yeah. everywhere they played, we just played the curtain raiser. So oh, I can cool imagine way. it all yeah. 23 students together. <laughs> some good times, some good times. Good nights out. And uh, we were pretty, yeah, so even then I was still just, yeah, loved playing um, just to be competitive. I still didn't, really wasn't chasing the dream, hence the uni I was pretty serious about making sure I got my degree and stuff yeah. ticked, away, ticked away as well. But then, uh, you know, the Marco formed, you know, so... Yeah. Yeah, it was good good timing. I finished in 2005, um, my last year at Teachers College, and then the Marco started in 2006 and happened to get a job at Nelson College um, back at the old school, mm. teach young Jimmy Ma. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so that just happened to coincide well, the timings, eh? So moved back to Nelson, um, played club, went back to Nelson Rugby Football Club, and, um, yeah, got amongst it and, and uh, yeah, started really getting... Con- Got into the kind of wider training group and started thinking, shit, I'd love to have a good crack at this. Yeah. So, so that move was to get into the Tasman setup. No, oh, it was, yeah, I suppose it just coincided well. You know, yeah. they gave me a ring to say, oh, what are you doing? Um, yeah. Like no contract or anything. Just like, are you coming? What are you doing after you finished uni? And I said, oh, I've just got a job. But I got the job first. So I was yeah. moving back home anyway. Oh, true. So um, they said oh, you'll jump in the um, training group and come to the gym with us, etc. So yeah. that was cool. I got. Um, Got into that when I came back up and had a pretty good year with Nelson that year. We, um, uh, Gezza Stevens was coaching. He was a really good um, coach. Yeah. Um, had a pretty good squad. So made there was like thirty two named. So made made the thirty two. Went and got the poster shot. Had the ads. <laughs> well, this the first year. The first year. Oh, yeah, first yeah. year. The Marco. So, yeah. And then we had a couple of preseason games, and they said they were going to. There was going to be two. They were taking the squad down to twenty nine or thirty. Oh, so there yeah. was still three that were going to get. True. Cut and yeah, I still remember getting that phone call and being like, "Oh man, <laughs> didn't pick it up the first time." I had a free period, had to ring back, and yeah, I think it was uh, Bevan that rang at the time and said, "Sorry, mate, yeah, you've you've missed out." True. Oh, I just remember like honestly, I was bawling my eyes out, day because I put yeah, felt like I put so much into that. Year. I th- you know, just being that that close, and then um, first year there was lots of excitement around first Marco team. You know, yeah. um, lucky enough that year to go on and. Played my debut in uh, in Wellington, and I couldn't have asked for a better man to mark than uh, Tana and Tana and Mark in, in the midfield. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, so I got a taste of it that year and got a big palm off from uh, Victor Vito, <laughs> who was like first year out of school. <laughs> so I remember turning up to school the next day, then Monday, because I'd only been on for the week for the training. <laughs> Went up to play Wellington, got on for like twenty minutes. Mark Tana and Mark. Um, First tackle, a massive palm off. Like, you know, there's one screw in the chest yeah. and a like starfish on the ground. And then it wasn't required the next week, so I was back into PE first period and I was just getting abused every class. I was like, man, these guys are ruthless. Was this before your Victor's body double <laughs> in the sevens? Yeah, that was well before it. But, um, yeah, it was crazy. Eh? The boys that you know, as you can imagine, you would have been one of them, but. Um, <laughs> Just got my debut, so it was pretty cool coming into school. But all the boys were just abusing me. I was like, "Man, handed out a few detentions that day." And nah, nah, it was good stuff. Let's crack it. But then the following year, you obviously um, did enough to make the squad. Yeah, the following year, I, um, got back. Uh, yeah, again, just trained hard. Eh? I, I think that's one thing that Dad did instill in me was um, you work hard enough, you'll get an opportunity. So yeah, yeah I always that was something I've always prided myself on is my uh, work ethic and. Had a few uh, 
you know, back in the day, the fitness test was always to run up the centre race. So, yeah. you know, used to go up there a lot. Used to do a lot of running. Um, started getting into the weights, yeah, a lot seriously. Not kept on building the body up and got to about a hundred, hundred and one hundred and two kgs. Big boy. Yeah, and just um, yeah, managed to get again into that team. I got a f- pretty handful of games that year, I think, um, two thousand and seven, and yeah, and then yeah, just kicked on from there and. After that, started playing a little bit more consistently at that level. You know, it takes a while to get used to it, eh? yeah. when you've just come from club and you're playing that level. Um, yeah, in 2008-9, kind of, yeah. So what age were you around this time? You are a bit older, eh? Yeah, you fast tracked. Nah, no, nah, it wouldn't have... I think it was about 23, 24, till oh, I really, yeah. yeah, really secured a spot in the in the Marco team, so... And yeah. any um, highlights from your Tasman career? Oh, there was lots, mate. That was an awesome time. I enjoyed... Loved playing uh, for Tasman, especially running out at home whether it was at Lambsdown or um, Trafalgar Park and family there and the old man up in the stand. and um, Yeah, but some of the games you probably think about are, are both the Ranfordy Shield games we had. Like yeah. Only two we've ever, ever had in history. <laughs> but we put some pretty good performances in those games. Like Wellington, we were a stacked team back in 2008. Yeah. You remember that game, eh? Yeah. And we went up there as pretty the team that had been battling, you know, yeah. and we put on a pretty good show and we put that yellow card that Khan got that was a rough call. You're always going to stay rough for one year, but <laughs> they ended up a couple, couple of tries to um, Jose Aguirre, I think, at the end of the game to win that one. And then uh, the Naki one, eh, I just remember, because we knew we had that field first uh, challenge of that year, so that yeah. just fueled the off-season, man. We were yeah. like right in my knowing that we are going to have a, a challenge. We knew we had a pretty good squad that year as well. Um, and then bloody Bodie got released for one game. <laughs> <laughs> one game for that whole year, and he scored like 32 <laughs> points on an absolute <laughs> clinic. And again, yeah, I, uh, yeah. so that was like 49, 44. That was a hell of a, that was a, yeah. hell of a footy game. But you like know, we if, gave if he wasn't playing, you know who was on the bench. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen you goal kick, mate. We had a one by 30. <laughs> now, that's another one, like, even, yeah, so that was, that one, one that, yeah, that was an awesome game, but one that I look back on, I was like, shit, man, yeah, would have been awesome to come on the other side of that, and probably yeah. a couple of things as a captain you look back at, and as a goal kicker as well, you look back at, and question, oh, I wonder if that would have changed the game kind of thing, but, um, yeah, those were pretty cool experiences, and then, um, yeah, 50th game was pretty cool, getting yeah. a blazer was a, was a special moment for the, for the family, and. Yeah, and what about that try? Go on, <laughs> go on. <laughs> Surely that's a career highlight. The best part of that try is again the old man in the stand when it pans up to him and the and the stand on his up on his feet like massive smile on his oh, face, yeah. clapping away like yeah, it was pretty cool just to see that. Um, Mum was there with him as well. Uh, yeah. but yeah, that no, was cool. It took me about twenty games to get it. <laughs> first try. Was that your first try? Yeah, full shit. No, second actually. I got one the week before against Auckland, so it was my second try. But I was a, lo- I was a, a long way through then. Yeah. Uh, what do you remember f- about it? Was fluke so of a try. So good. I got a shady ball from who was playing halfback that day. Probably can't get it. <laughs> Ankles had a bit of line speed, so I got spooked, and then just happened to be a bit of blindside space. And I don't know how I scored it. To be honest, <laughs> you're and quite fast, though. Eh? You were deceptive, mate. <laughs> deceptive. Yeah. Oh, how good! And then, um, obviously, the Marco, um, the future of the Marcos was in doubt. Save the Marco campaign. You were a massive leader of that. Not many people know this, but um, you went worldwide with your Save the Marco campaign, getting photos with all sorts of famous people on an end of year tour. Do you want to talk about? Your campaign? Yeah, so um, that year, Craig Moore, um, Shane Booney-Grieve and myself uh, 
had saved up. We were flatting together at the time. We'd saved up a bit of money and we followed um, to follow the All Blacks around. So um, yeah, it was it coincided with the time that they were going to cut uh, four teams, which was you know gutting after just getting you know just getting started and feeling like we were making some progress. So yeah. there was the Save the Marco uh, sign had been made up, which had been at the last few games, and so we took a few of those uh, with us on our trip. Took about three hundred, I think. <laughs> And we, uh, so obviously at the test matches, et cetera, we made sure we were pretty well seen. We held them out to all the section. The first test, my older brother Nick had come and met us in Hong Kong as well. Um, so we had about a section of 50 people um, all wearing all black signs holding up the Save the Marco. Oh, Got Richie McCaw and uh, I think it was Lottie DeCary and a few guys to hold them up after the game. I don't think Richie knew at the start. He was like, <laughs> and then... Uh, I don't know how, but managed to get Steve Chu, who was one of the people probably trying to <laughs> cut the Marco, just punked him and just got him on a photo and said, oh, mate, hold this, and got Seymour and boys to take a photo. Um, so this grew, mate. We had them everywhere. Like, um, yeah. Had some pretty cool uh, names behind the behind the Save the Marco uh, poster there, and um, I don't think that was the reason why they <laughs> saved us. But definitely worked, Steve uh, Chu. Yeah. <laughs> you black got him, of. boy. Got him. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, it was cool that... Um, Oh, what, what's happened now? Eh? Just the the pathway for for our local kids, the excitement that you can see um, kids coming through the region now have a team playing in the top um, competition in New Zealand to yeah. strive for, and the pathway onto Super Rugby and All Blacks yeah. now, like we've seen with you know Dave Avilles and um, Quinn Strange, the most recent one, the boys that have come through yeah. the pathway and gone on to be All Blacks, which is amazing. How good. And any other good stories from that trip? Did Too you get many. locked in at Croke Park? Yeah, yeah, there's some good. <laughs> Go on. There's some good yarns <laughs> from that trip. Yeah, so Croke Park, All Blacks Island, amazing atmosphere. I think it was eighty-five thousand or something at that uh, at that game. Um, me and Seymour had got tickets off Ben Franks for that game, I think. And oh, ben, yeah. So we um, had some after-match tickets for us afterwards. Went up to the after-match, absolutely hammered. I'm, he, he would have been like, oh no. <laughs> What do I give these guys after match tickets for? Like I'm going up to a Driscoll and getting, it wasn't selfies back then on the old Nokias, but Seymour was taking photos of me, oh Driscoll, that came back to haunt me later in my career. But um, yeah, and then we just saw, we got talking to this Irish guy who who'd kind of weaseled his way in there as well. He's just in there like us, just trying to get as much free piss as we could down the hatch. And um, yeah, everyone, everyone kind of started filtering out, filtering yeah. out. And we were like, let's just stay here as long as we can. <laughs> And then, kind of, there was a like, petition, um, and every, it just got real. Like, we kind of looked around. There was only a few people, and most of them were cleaners. And we we're like, <laughs> "Boys, let's get a couple of beers and let's go behind this petition and see what happens." So we took like four or five back there each, and we were so quiet, just like sipping away on these beers. <laughs> Half an hour later, we kind of like walked out. We'll have a look. No one there. <laughs> no one. Like. We were walking around the stadium going, hell, are we going to get out of this place? Man? We start, like, started from, like, this is pretty cool. Yeah. Stayed in there drinking the beers and I think we got some top whiskey or something as well and having a good crack at that. But then we, we were in the zone. We wanted to go down the middle of Dublin and get amongst it, but we couldn't get out of like Croke Park. It was the pits. There was no cleaners around. Couldn't find a security guard. Man, I was really like, man, this was cool at the start, but it's not good anymore. Ringing back everyone in New Zealand, like... Uh, just telling, trying to make ourselves bloody 
how we get out of here but eventually there we found a security guard who arced up at us but like let us out kicked us out and we yeah. uh, ended up making it down for a middle of, middle of Dublin for a couple of hours I think but no, it was how good long were you in there for oh it would have been four hours we didn't get out till after midnight yeah it was oh, a, really? yeah it wasn't good it was good at the start but as you say you like after a while you just want to get amongst the atmosphere again you know this last three battlers in there having a Having a beer, yeah. <laughs> anything for a free diesel. Yeah, exactly. You know what it's like. We managed to sneak a few free diesels in our time. Oh yeah, let's go to our um, Wellington Seven Stays and even our Hong Kong Seven Stays. We had a few good um, trips up to Wellington, especially. Yeah, Team Tugger was a highlight. I think the Tugger War team. Yeah. That Spates kit we got it. This worked out well. We, what did we had a big ten man rope eh? and then like a took another smaller two two v two rope. Yeah. Didn't watch much sevens to be fair, did we? <laughs> well, we had a lot of uh, challenges for the old tug of war. Been unbeaten, and we used to ferry up, eh, just in our t- yeah, um, in our kit. Had the old bum, weekend. bum bag only with the toothbrush used to be the rule, didn't it? And yeah, pretty feral by the end of the weekend. But yeah, some amazing times. That's oh, a shame that uh, that kind of faded out. Such a good was, weekend. Yeah. Um, remember Dan Hyatt got thrown into the <laughs> <laughs> he got thrown into the water. That right? was classic, eh? <laughs> Wallet and everything in his bum bag. <laughs> Throwing it in the water. <laughs> oh, good stuff. I think he got a bit lippy after one of our wins, eh? And some boys took exception to it and threw him in. That was good stuff. And um, Kahu, <laughs> he made the TV after that. Mate. Police 10-7. That was one of the best <laughs> highlights of my life, really, eh? Just sitting at home one night at the flat with Seymour and Booney and we're like, that's Kahu, <laughs> Like And his team tugger kit. <laughs> team tugger kit, bum bang on, sloppy as walking around face blurred out clear as day kahu though anyone that knows kahu knows it's him and the, the commentary over it's like this it's clear this joy has not just been on alcohol he's on some substance but everyone that knows kahu knows that's this was a after a good night on the beers and had um yeah so that night he ended up going into the a and e was on the drip for a bit <laughs> And he turned back up at the flat that night. Remember, he had to like the, the drip hanging out of his arm still. He'd like discharged himself and ran out of the hospital. And he had the little, t- they must have had a towel over his forehead. He had the little towel from the hospital around his neck and the IV line still hanging out of his arm. It was so good. Oh. Jeez, he must have jumped chunks of diesel. Yeah, mate, that was classic. <laughs> And you also have the record for the worst dress at Wellington 7th Rubik's Cube. Yeah, it was a good idea at the time, I thought, the old Rubik's Cube, but it didn't really, didn't really, no one really bought into it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, you win some, you lose some, I suppose. Oh, wait, yours, what else did you do? You did a... Um, we had an Average Joe's, was average a good one. Joe's, yeah, it was yeah. actually, it worked out well, because there was a dodgeball set up outside the um, stadium that year, so... Oh, yeah. Of course, we were in there all day. And did you get what year did you go up as Victor's body double, or did you just change your kit? <laughs> that was with you, wasn't it? One year, I can't remember. Yeah, I don't know. Do you still reckon you've got a body like him? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, good times. Oh, anyway, let's get back to the rugby. So, Tasman, you didn't get it. You never got a super gig. Did you ever get close? Um, there was a couple of little opportunities. They eh? like um. Toddy rang me up. Uh, I played a reasonable season in 2009. Yeah. For the market, probably one of my best years for Tasman. And then, uh, so he rang me up and had a, a wider training group uh, opportunity for me, which yep. I was, yeah, stoked at. Like, I was like, shit, yeah, here we go. Wider training group, get me down there, I'll work hard. It was yeah. a little bit different back then. It was more of, you know, going as 
going down as a bit of a training body, but I just thought, shit, I just want an opportunity. Yeah. Get me down there. But then like a day later, this contract came through from Japan, and I was like, holy. Like, yeah. The guy kept on talking about it in yen, and I was like, shit, that sounds like a lot of money, but <laughs> I didn't, didn't have a, like, phone or anything near me to computer to check what the conversion was, and I kind of got off the phone call afterwards, and I was like, converted over. I was like, can't, that can't be right. Like, yeah. I was only... Back then at Tasman, the minimum was like 15 and I probably was third year and I think I was only on like 22 or something. And yeah. This Japanese money was just ridiculous, you know. <laughs> I was like, that can't be right. I had to bring back the agent who'd rang me up. I was like, mate, what was that sum again? And he's like, yeah, no, that's after tax as well. Like, that's what you'll get in the hand. And I was like, man, this is crazy, man. And I told Dad and he was like, oh, that's awesome that they've um, noticed you, but you're still going to go to the Crusaders. Like, <laughs> I was like, yeah. He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was thinking, shit. And I was like in a real pickle for ages, eh? Just trying to decide because had a big student loan. Yeah. Um, yeah, I knew Crusaders they had a stacked team. Wasn't although I wanted to go down there and prove myself, wasn't too sure if I was going to get an opportunity. Yeah. Rang up Toddy. Toddy was awesome about it. I actually flew up. I remember I've got a lot of time for Toddy. I eh? flew up to Nelson and sat down, went up for lunch, and went through all the pros and cons and. And then he called me back the next day and said, mate, um, I've worked it. You can come down and still do your Japanese thing after. Oh, so come true. down, yeah, just get it over the line with your Japanese club that you missed their pre-season and um, you can still come down. I was like, man, so appreciative of that. Like, yeah. Thanks a lot, Toddy. Like, <laughs> can still get all that yen. Yeah. <laughs> get a chance to go down to Crusaders. I was only going to go for a year because um, at the time I, yeah, because I didn't know whether Tasman were coming back in or not. Yeah. And then... Um, yeah, rang out the Japanese club and they're like, nah. <laughs> we, we, we want to use you as a 10 as well, so you've got to be over here to help organise our um, team. And yeah. I was like, man. <laughs> so we took back through for a couple of weeks trying to decide what to do and Dad was like still writing these massive notes saying, I think Crusaders and son, get down there, prove yourself. And I'm like, shit, yeah, I know, I know, I know. But then Toddy came up and said, mate, give me a look at the contract. You've got to go. Yeah. Just go like, wider training group we've got these guys there's going to have to be all these injuries before you get an opportunity so yeah I really appreciate Toddy for being honest around that Yeah, signed the Japanese thing dad gave me a bit of a frown but he got around he understood <laughs> when I bought him a new TV in a fridge <laughs> he was stoked and then um, yeah so it gave me an opportunity to you know, pay the student loan off get a big deposit down in the house which has set me up now yeah. you know I still look back and think shit what could have been because um, before I went to Japan Crusaders that year played their first game in uh, in Mott, you know, pre-season game. Yeah. And actually there'd been two injuries, quite bad ones, oh, and true. Tom Taylor who got called and when I didn't go in the wider training group was starting that game and I was like, man. <laughs> oh, I was thinking, you know, you'd have those doubts about if you've made the right decision. So, yeah. But anyway, it didn't, yeah, went over to Japan, enjoyed the year um, and then Tasman got confirmed back into the into the comp and yeah, yeah signed it back up with Tasman. How did you find the lifestyle over in Japan? Yeah, I really enjoyed was it. Was it eh? just you by yourself? Nah, the uh, Nini came Nini over. Came, yeah. yeah, Nini came over, and um, we really enjoyed it. Eh? Like yeah. she'd studied a little bit at, at, at school, so she had a little bit of language behind her. But love the food. I'm a big food man. Yeah, got really really into that. Raw um, chicken. All, yeah, raw chicken. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and so all that kind of stuff. And yeah, the boys were really cool. They were welcoming. A good bunch of boys. They eh? enjoy a beer. Yeah, the old beer. two hours that we can drink and eat. <laughs> I used to annoy me, hey, just get in the zone. <laughs> Want to go out and carry on, and they you there. Oh, what? Gone. <laughs> You're like, what? Yeah. So um, solo karaoke. Yeah, solo karaoke. 
But um, yeah, we were in a bit of a, I suppose, a little bit of country spot. It wasn't much going on, but you know, well, it's life of the year. Just get on the bullet train. You're in Tokyo or Nagoya, and yeah, no, it was cool to travel around and experience a bit of a different culture. And then back to Tasman. Yeah, back to Tasman. Um, 2011, we had a tough year that year. Eh? I think we were a wooden spoon. Mm. But kind of Leon came on that year. Leon and Kate, you could tell they were building something, and we yeah. we had that same crew coming back the next year, and we. Actually had an awesome year in 2012. Really, like we started. That's when we started to really build. We um, we were still a little bit inconsistent, but we beat some of the bigger teams, um, made it to the semis. Probably should have been in the final, but we got held up by Harbour, who were down the bottom of the table, oh, just great. to show our um, inconsistency the week before. So we missed out on a home semi, then we had to go down to Otago, and they put this down there. So, but you know that that group majority stayed together the next year and ended up winning the championship, which was. Although it was awesome to watch, it was also really hard. I was over in Ireland by then and, you know, stoked, absolutely stoked for the boys, but kind of like homo hard wishing I was back there. <laughs> One, just because we'd kind of been building that. I knew the bender was going to be unreal. <laughs> but, um, yeah, just to, uh, no, just to see the boys, I was stoked. They, um, to see Shano pick up that trophy um, yeah. was yeah, it was a pretty cool feeling. Pretty so proud talk, moment. talk to me about the um, island call. Yeah, so it was a bit of a random run, really. Um, had a, again had a not too bad year in 2012, and that's when I got a little bit more interest for Super. So JK had kind of rang me up. He was taking over the Blues, I think, that stage, and just asked if I was available. Didn't offer anything or anything. Was just checking around it, and then yeah, a couple of days later, I got a call. I was rushing out to. Um, I can't remember what school. I think it might have been Nati Moti or something out oh, in the country. Yeah. yeah. Coverage was kind of breaking up. I was just getting on the borderline <laughs> out there. It's like one or two bars. Had this call and I was running a bit late and I thought it might have been um, the headmaster out there wondering where I was. Yeah. So I kind of picked up. It was a random number. I couldn't kind of hear and I was like, yeah, yeah, mate, I'll be there soon. I'll be there soon. And he was like, no, no, no. The guy was like, no, no, no. It's, it's Joe Smith here. <laughs> Joe Smith. I'm calling from Ireland. And I was like, oh. Joe, how are you? <laughs> Island shit. Yeah, so I kind of pulled over and was trying to look for some bars. I was like cruising up the side of the road at like 20k an hour trying to find a place that had some <laughs> had some good reception. And he was like, mate, I'm uh, over here uh, coaching and uh, just wondering if you might be available to come over. And I was like, man, yeah, Lester, I'd love, to, like, love Lester, I'd love to come <laughs> over and play for you. And that would be awesome, like peaking, like out of nowhere, you know. Yeah. And he was like, oh, no, Leinster, Leinster. And I was, oh, yeah, no, no, no. I, know, I meant Leinster, yeah. Yeah, but no, it was a classic, it was a bit of a funny conversation. We laughed at it a few times when I got over there and saw Joe. But, yeah, forever grateful to, for, uh, to Joe and Leinster for giving me an opportunity because it was kind of that one thing after playing Water 10 that I just wanted to test myself at the next level. Yeah. I knew I was never, never going to get to international or anything like that, but... Thought I um, could have been, you know, could, was worth maybe having a crack at Super, but didn't get that opportunity and to go over to Ireland and play for such a club like Leinster and get to play in some big Heineken Cup games against Claremont, Mark Rougerie and Fafana and yeah. play alongside O'Driscoll and Darcy and outside Sexton was, I was happy then. I was yeah. like, I've gone over, I've had a crack at that next level and proven to myself that I can do it, you know? Yeah. So I was, um, yeah, as I said, forever grateful and it was a great experience. Was it a hard hard um, decision to leave? Shit, no. Nah, easy. That would have yeah. been like, this is the easiest signing <laughs> ever. I was pretty much like, didn't have a, a kind of real agent then, so I was like, send me the contract, I'll sign it. <laughs> like, that would have been like, shit, let's just lowball this guy hard. Because they just sent it over, didn't even read it, I just sent it back like, 
got over and I was asking, like, kind of got mates with a couple of other guys. I was like, mate, what kind of corny? And they're like, oh, mate. And I was like, shit, I could have could have actually got a bit more if I'd had an agent maybe, but oh, I didn't care, man. It was yeah. such a cool experience and such a great pl- uh, club to play for. And, yeah, awesome. Uh, again, Nina came over. We made some awesome friends and uh, got to do some amazing travel. Yeah, what were the lads like? What was O'Driscoll and Sexton like? Oh, they were awesome guys. Like, um, as you can imagine, they are really professional um, but the island, uh, island lads are great crackers at what they called it over there. All good banter, right? It was a different level of banter, right? Because Leinster was um, it's quite a private um, school game over there oh, in, 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 in Dublin. Um, all the boys are really well educated. And uh, they have good banter, real good banter in the changing room, but some of the banter was a bit above me. They started talking <laughs> political banter and stuff. I was like, man, I was just sitting in the corner real quiet. There was some... Uh, they were switched on dudes, but they were all real uh, welcoming. I was probably actually a little bit shy. Like, I was going over there. I knew there was a lot of internationals. Yeah. Like, usually the foreign signings are like your Eastern Thewa, who was like a god over there, or yeah. that had Rocky Elsom, and I was just like a battler from Tasman <laughs> coming over. I was like, man, I just got to put my head down here and work hard and just prove myself. Like, I didn't want to go yeah. in there and be a big, big mouth that was just yapping away. And so I just. I was probably looking back at it, I was probably a little bit shy at the start and yeah. didn't really put myself out there, which is a little bit about a little bit me, but um, just tried to work hard and they were great. I like, made some good friends and once you had a couple of nights on the old uh, on the old Guinness, you know, <laughs> the real goodie came out and got nude, <laughs> got nude and uh, made a fool of myself and uh, it was all gone from there. Actually, my first night, I played my debut against Ospreys and we flew back from Wales. You know, you fly back after the game. Yeah. And all the internationals were away at that stage, and so it was mostly academy boys. The, the, the club had given me like a a cash, um, forward, forwarded me some cash for um, my bond. I, had, I was moving into my place a couple of days later. Oh yeah, and I had like seven hundred euro in my wallet to pay this lady for my first week or whatever it was yeah. for the bond. And we ended up going out for a night on the lash in Dublin <laughs> after my first game. Woke up the next morning, all gone. I was like, oh shit. What has gone on here? Like I've had an absolute shock. I've either lost it all or I don't know what's happened. I got to training on Monday. The academy boys like, "Oh, you're a good man." Like, shit, you're buying trays and trays of piss. I was like, "Oh man," I had to go back up to the like manager and say, "Mate, can I please have another loan?" Because I need to pay that bond that I spent all my money out in the piss the other night. He was like looking at me like, "Who have we signed here?" I remember ringing out Nina and she was like, "You're an idiot," and I was like, "Yeah." But they got got on quite good with the academy boys after that. <laughs> got yeah. in. Yeah. Oh, that's crack up. And any um, games that stand out for you over there? Oh, definitely um, the back to back against Claremont. Um, those two games. Um, f- so the first one was that um, over in France. Just the atmosphere over there. Eh? Like driving up to the game, they're crazy rugby over there, as, yeah. as you know. Like chanting and singing like the. The whole crowd, it felt like, was outside the bus as we pulled out. Yeah. And they loved Leinster as well, so they were real good supporters of rugby. Yeah. But they were, like, um, going in there. It was only 21,000 people there, I think. So it was even then, that was the biggest crowd I played against, but they were right on top of you. Yeah. I was the only uh, non-international back in both teams. They had, True. like, Cittavini and then a full French, like, Morgan Parra and, um, as I said, Rougerie and Fafana and I can't remember who was at fullback, but we had, like, all the Irish boys, but oh, luckily yeah. O'Driscoll was injured. Uh, for me, so I got to jump in there with uh, Darcy in the midfield. Um, it's an amazing game, mate. Like I was just like, "Holy shit! I've got a man up here. Yeah. I've got a bloody this is 
I remember thinking, Jesus, I'm not supposed to be here. <laughs> How'd you go? Yeah, I went all right, actually. I, I, I quite liked Joe's way of playing. He was pretty structured, but if you just nailed your job, which for 12s over there was just cutting hard first oh, phase. Toe bar Or up. decoy for Darcy. <laughs> so I was just, uh, you know, just concentrated on my role. It went, went not too bad that game. And then the next return feature was at um, Aviva. So oh, again, yeah. 55,000 people this time in front of all the Irish fans. Like, it was just crazy, eh? Yeah. And then I suppose the other one was Munster down at Thoman Park. Like, had a good win down there, a real tight game. Uh, Mum and Dad were over for that one. And um, I was on the bench, but... Dust got injured in the first five minutes. Oh, true. So you're not really ready at the start yeah. of the game. Well, up on yeah. my feet, going shit, Go doing on. the old high tuck jumps like I used to do. <laughs> Running on there, like headless chuck for the first five minutes, but I was settling into it. Playing with O'Driscoll yeah. uh, was awesome. He ended up scoring a try right on full time, I think, to win. And it was just an amazing atmosphere. Eh? Just like the whole silence for the goal kickers and stuff yeah. was just something different. Eh? Amazing football, uh, rugby supporters over there. So now it was pretty cool to get the win there and to have mum and dad over there as well. That's hissing. And then from from Ireland, what was where did where'd you go to next? Did you go back to Japan or yeah. was it Tasman? No, so I played that first game with uh first season with Leinster and then um the start of that next pre season, Joe had left to coach Ireland, Matt O'Connor had come in. Um and yeah, I knew I only had one more year on my contract. I knew I had to have a big year to try because it was something, a place I saw myself potentially staying for a few years, but yeah. just settled in and yeah. loved the club, loved the city. Boys were awesome. Travel was great around Europe. So we were really keen to settle down over there for a little bit. So I knew I needed a big season to impress Matt and um, get another contract. But yeah. I ruptured my Achilles like in pre season. Right, yeah. Had like a real bad tendonitis and ended up getting an injection, which wasn't the best thing. And the trainer actually said to me, mate, you need to get off the, f- like you've done your yards. And I was, I was just like, oh, I just want to do a couple more, you know, yeah. oh, ruptured it. And then, uh, yeah, so that was a disappointing way to finish over there. But I, I was still there the whole year with them. They uh, credit them. They looked after me so well, man. Paid me the whole time. Yeah. Well, they could have cut it down a little bit, I think. They sent me over to Sweden to Achilles Guru to fix me up. True. Rehabbed me and then uh, gave me time off during the year to travel. So me and Nene were just full-time tourists, really, going <laughs> to Italy and France and Croatia. And it was an okay. awesome year. Apart yeah. from not, obviously not being able to contribute on the field. Like, yeah. The amount of travel and stuff we got to do was pretty amazing. And then, um, yeah, I was flying back to New Zealand. I was just going to come back and play club footy for Nelson again and try and uh, crack the Marco, which I knew would be a tough ask because they'd, they'd pushed on since I left and there were some good players there. Tojo and um, a few of the Kafani and that were playing really good footy. Yeah. And then I got a phone call when I landed and I think we'd gone through LA or something, so we were in transition and... Um, an agent rang me up. Oh no, a uh, coach rang me up from Japan and said he came to come over to Japan again. Same coach that I had a Honda, but a different club. So, yeah. it's like, mate, yeah, I've got nothing <laughs> guaranteed. So, yeah, shit, yeah, get me over there. So I flew to Nelson, and then the next day I had to get back on a plane, fly to Japan because <laughs> they were real sketchy about my Achilles. They were oh, like, yeah, oh yeah. no, no, yeah. bad injury. <laughs> so I had to go over there and run the. They were doing fitness testing two days later. The whole team. So I had to go over and do that with them. Got, I think I got second or something. Yeah. So. You know, beat test under pressure. I was like, I'm just gonna <laughs> empty the tank Big here. Tackle. This is for Yen, mate. I've just got to empty it here. Empty the tank. So I went hard. This went, got through that. Um, they'd done some real like one on one skill testing and stuff with oh, me, yeah. like punting and goal kicking and passing and stuff, which was really pretty random. But yeah, nailed it. Managed, managed to get there. <laughs> I think I had a kick from in front. It's, it's good enough for them. So uh, the new run up obviously helped me. And then um, 
<laughs> and then, yeah, got a contract there. And unfortunately, after about five games, just before my sixth game, uh, you know, medical, you get the six games, will give you this extra money. Oh, true. <laughs> Done the old ACL. Not that it was all about the money over there. I was Again, it was somewhere cool. Like we moved in the little place that we moved was just out, outside Nagoya. And it was, yeah. again, pretty cool. Little cool good bunch of foreigners. Uh, there, that again, somewhere I thought me and he were like, well, we could stay here for a couple of years, you know, yeah. finish off. But then, yeah, ACL, like, yeah, five games in was disappointing. I was like, man, yeah. from someone that had no injuries right throughout, and then to double bang Achilles, ACL, ACL recovered, you know, rehab, came back, still going to play for the Marco next year, came back to Nelson. KK was like, you can't come back after a Achilles and an ACL. But I was like, that made me train even harder. Yeah. Trained with Glenn, got me in real good nick. Gave me an opportunity in the preseason, and then uh, first came back, first minute, dislocated and broke my finger real badly. It rolled me up for most of that season, so sure. ended up playing a couple of games off the bench at the end of that season. But that yeah. was it, right professionally for me. Rang kind of at the end of that, end of that season was like, "Here, yeah, you want to come into coaching?" I was like, "Man, I was going to have a crack at making this <laughs> team again next year." It's like, "Nah, mate." So I took, kind of took the hint, and uh, you know. Again, really grateful for um, for that opportunity, eh? Because yeah. it's led on to some pretty cool opportunities for myself. And so, was yeah. that always the plan for you to coach, get into coaching? Did oh, you I kind of always, again, just you know, through uh, dad said, no, coaching could be something you could do afterwards. So just make sure you take notes and yeah, you know, be aware of what's going on around you. And even that second year, I was injured at Leinster. He was real good around go to the trainings, watch how they're doing things, go and watch the forwards, see what they're doing. Yeah. Go to make sure you're on all meetings and taking notes and stuff. So that was yeah, good advice from him. And um, you know, I had that teaching background anyway, and I was doing a lot of coaching right throughout when I started teaching first fifteen and um, age group rep stuff. So yeah, it was something I was keen to get into, but I didn't know it was going to happen kind of that fast and um, and be a career f- career option for me. Yeah. So it was, was the following year you were straight in the Tasman setup. Yeah. So I got the opportunity through that Tasman setup and. Um, they kind of said, yeah, it went through the interview process, which was a bit daunting, but they, at the end they said, you've got the job, and I said, cool, um, it's awesome, thanks a lot, but I want to play one more year for Nelson Club. Oh, yeah. And they were like, oh, it's probably not a great look if you're playing for <laughs> Nelson and coaching guys during the week, and part of your role was to go around the clubs as well. I yeah. was like, man, I want to get my blazer for Nelson, you know, I'm like 10 games away from 100. Yeah. So it took a bit of convincing and looking back, it probably was a thing that the club's probably well, it wasn't great, but I was just going around <laughs> doing skills stuff. It wasn't like I was going in there and getting the structures and stuff on a yeah, Thursday yeah. night. Uh, it was pretty crack up, like marking Nanky and stuff on a <laughs> Saturday after you're trading with them on a Wednesday. Yeah, there's a bit of banter going on there. But um, no, I really enjoyed that final year, eh? like just playing for fun, uh, playing with a lot of guys that were coming through, like Davey and Quinn and yeah. Ethan and those guys. It was an awesome year, man. And, and dropped goal to win a game. Yeah, we won, it. we won the Tasman Trophy, which was cool. and. It was just a good way for me to finish, get the hundred game blazer, and yeah. yeah. And how have you cool. found coaching? Yeah, I've loved it, man. Like it's so good. I, you know, I love the game, and it's been some transition. Eh? It's a lot of hours, a lot of a lot of uh, long days away from the family, but you wouldn't have it any other way, you know. Like yeah, yeah also really lucky. At the other side of it, you get to have this time now, like extended break to spend with the boys and, and Nina and the wider family and friends. So. Uh, it was at the start. It was like going back into coaching Tasman, and a few of their mates are still playing. You're wondering how this is going to go, but yeah. Again, I've just tried to. Whenever I've gone to summer, I've just tried to work really hard and earn respect that way. Yeah. Um, you know, be vulnerable and pretend like you don't know everything. Like yeah. ask questions, and I think I'm a coach that uh, 
you know, tries to use those guys around me because I know there's so much knowledge, especially going to the Crusaders. I was like, wow. Yeah. First time I head down there, I was like, oh, man, should I be here? Like, <laughs> Kieran Reid and Whitelock and Crotty and Richie, yeah. and I'm just like, far out. Remember that we had a, all the All Blacks had come back in, so Razor was meeting them to introduce the new coaches and just a few things we're going to do for the year. And I was like, had to get up and introduce myself. I was packing myself. Yeah. Man. And the first few times I got up in front of the team, man, I was nervous as anything, but. I think it probably took just a reader to come up and say, man, it was good, real clear, key things we need to nail, like, and I kind of got real confidence from something like that. Yeah. And just, you know, again, just try to work hard, get alongside the boys, have conversations with them, get to know them as, as people as well. And yeah. you realise that everyone just wants to get better and, uh, yeah, there's no, no real egos in, in the Crusaders or at Tasman. So it's just, you know, pretty collaborative um, coaching approach I like to use. Whatever you're doing, it seems to be nah. working, horse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's the plans going forward? Have you got much of a plan? Um, I've got a plan for the next couple of years. So I've got another year with the Crusaders, um, and then I'll do uh, one more year with the Tasman. Like this was kind of we were thinking. I was Nina was like, you can't keep doing both forever. Like, yeah. but I just love coming back here. Eh? Yeah. I love coming back to Tasman. Such great bunch of boys, and the sync with. Um, you know, a couple of, uh, with Dermo leaving uh, this year after being awesome for us, man, he's done a great job with our Fords. Um, and Shane doing his hard in his job now and potentially going to be his last year. I thought it would just be cool to have one more year and, um, yeah, get a, hopefully get another job done next year. Yeah. You know, get come back and we've got a good squad coming back again next year and it's exciting that there's some, a couple of awesome sightings I'm looking forward to seeing go, like Jimmy the Jet. The difference Jim Beam He's got so many nicknames now The career <laughs> render Yeah this guy's like Max Hicks That are um, Who was with us Most of the year this year He's going to be a good player Like yeah. he played well for Marist He's um, Hopefully he's got a lot From this year And he'll go away And have an awesome Off season And come back And be a You know A Marco for a long time So there's some good Young players coming through eh? As he's saying Mark he's coming back And Mac is springing From Wyomere Those boys that are coming through um, first year next year they're not going to be Marco next year those young boys but there's some awesome um, local talent coming through that I'm excited to see in the years to come yeah how good what a career and what a journey but as always we've gone to our Instagram for some questions better have a sip of this fortune favour <laughs> before I get into these <laughs> you better finish it you got that many questions first question this is a good one if he could give just three pieces of advice on building a winning team what would they be Man, that's deep, man. It is. Go on. <laughs> Go You're on. expecting those questions. <laughs> three yeah. things. Three. It's three. all about the peoples, number one. You've got to get to know the people. You've got yeah. to connect the group. Um, one thing I've really learned from uh, from Razor and the Crusaders group is you've got to make sure that everyone can be themselves in your environment. Yeah. You don't want clones. You want everyone to be comfortable in their own skin, not coming in and being themselves. Yeah. And I think the enjoyment, mate, making the environment as joyful as possible. I think that's what we do really well here at Tasman. Um, the boys love coming into work every day. They don't. We don't call it work, but um, bit of banter with Bruce. Yeah. Um, a bit of fun, you know. Don't make it uh, repetitive, and you've got to keep the boys engaged. Yeah. That question was from me. That <laughs> <laughs> <No>, wasn't. Okay, <laughs> how stiff should a fins up be crossing the chalk? It's got to be a. It's got to be stiff, mate. I've. Seen uh, Nina's been actually <laughs> in the crowd a couple of times, like pretty passionate fun she's been putting up. It's been a bit bit loose though. Bit Dwayne's a, was quite stiff. Yeah, I like Dwayne's. He done a good job, mate. I was proud to see him do that. 
Yeah. yeah. No, you've got to be. A, it's got to be a proud. Like this, the Marco Strauch's fucking strong. He's got a strong <laughs> fin. So I think, yeah, pretty stiff. <laughs> pretty stiff. When Hunt went off in the final, did you consider putting the jersey back on? <laughs> no, no, no. I uh, had faith that we had two good men out there that were gonna could do the job. There was obviously uh, Dave, who's really comfortable at ten. Yeah. And uh, our man Bruce, who's. Um, you know, been around three or four years in the team now. He's only had limited opportunities in that team jersey, but um, yeah, stoked for him to come on and, as I said at the start, to um, and you know the work that Dave's done, the extra responsibility he took, and yeah. they both done an awesome job at controlling the game after hunting went off. If if you went on, do you reckon you still would have won the final? <laughs> no, <I'm> like, <laughs> my hammy would have gone after a minute at that speed of that game. <laughs> yeah. What happens if your body held up? Mate, would have been up, mate. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Okay. Would have been a strong fin-up as well. Is it true you have the smallest calf muscles in the team? Corny's <laughs> oh. um, are pretty small, come on. <laughs> there hasn't been a lot of leg weights, to be fair. I'll give them that one. When I go to the gym these days, it's either... It might, yeah, I do a lot of bench still, but not much calf raises. So <laughs> I've taken that feedback on board. There's a lot of been a lot more uh, leg work over the last few weeks. Get on the razors. Okay, yeah. most expensive tab you've ever had to pay. That was probably a, a well, Leinster one. Yeah, Leinster one, but there's one at the Wellington Sevens one year when we <laughs> had a fake tab going. You were there. We put it on room 365, I think it was, and got away with it for about four hours before they found out. But we managed to do a run from that one. Sorry, in a, sorry for that behaviour, whoever that was. But uh, hopefully the hotel took that one in the room, didn't have to pay it off. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was loose. <laughs> <laughs> there was a full steak meal on that one, I think, each as well. Oh, good stuff. How many hamstring sleeves and protectors have you owned in your life? Oh, they were pretty loyal, those two I had. Um, they lasted most of my career. I mean, I used to get a bit of stick for those. I used to, the old thick sleeves. They were good, though, mate. Bit of deep heat under those. Good old warm up. Get the they were like as thick as wetsuits. They used to be a dirty old sweat under them after the game, but they done the job. <laughs> Did you have heaps of hammy issues or what? Oh, no, just just the fashion. end of the, after the <laughs> fashion. <laughs> just the end of the career after I'd done the ACL, the old hemi, the hemi on that left side, especially got real weak, and then must have oh, overcompensated yeah. on the right one a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't good. Okay. In your professional opinion. Do you think Will Jordan is better than Michael Jordan? Yes. <laughs> no, he's a good player, Will. How good was that Michael Jordan documentary, though? But, yeah, Will's uh, he's a special kid, man. He's going to have a massive future, and I'm looking forward to seeing uh, more of that uh, 15 minutes we saw in that last test match. Yeah, you should do a doco on Will. Okay, <laughs> favourite win when you were at the Marcos? Favourite win? Oh, it would have had to be now... Our first win over Auckland, um, I think it was 2008, Trafalgar Park, 12-8. Yeah, yeah, it was a good good day. You know, first time we'd beaten uh, you know, Auckland and to do it at home. And it was a hissing crowd that day, afternoon footy. That was pretty special. Yeah, good call. Who was the number one ranked golfer in the Goodman family? <laughs> uh, Chris has been playing every day. He's a cheat. <laughs> Actually, it's tied. We've got a um, since the old man passed away, we play for the green his green uh, CD president's jacket every year. So, yeah. Kahu's a part of that, and he's actually the 
the current holder. Okay. So um, we're one apiece over four years. So the next time we play is going to be uh, big. COVID's put a bit of a stop to it this year. So we're waiting for Nick to come back from career and we'll uh, have the decider and that will that will tell the story. How good. Would you consider naming your third son Bruce? Definitely, mate. It's already been in the conversation for is the that? first for the second one, you know. So definitely Bruce is going to be he'll be right up there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, most difficult player to coach. Oh, mate, that's a, who's there? That's a stitch up. Um, the most difficult player to coach. It's got to be Shane Christie, and that was when I was kind of player coaching at um, at Nelson Rugby Football Club again. He was he was a nightmare he, when he young Shane Christie. The people that remember him, the, the turnaround that he's made now to how uh, professional, etc. he got. But a young Shane Christie was a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who's the player you've witnessed improve the most while coaching them? T, 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 uh, he, what, what a year he had, eh? Oh, big year. <laughs> no, he was, it was a pretty cool story this year, eh, considering, uh, you know, he probably didn't have the best club season by all accounts uh, watching that and had a bit of issues with the weight but he worked really hard towards the end of that club season with uh, Jimmy Holden and uh, mate to play I think he got the most minutes for us this year and was True. awesome mate like, yeah. played some good footy so I was stoked for T Good answer What's the best thing that happened to you in 2019? Oh is that from Nina? You know, you know, got me there. Yeah, I better say, what is better it? say the um, the Marco unbeaten season. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely the birth of my second uh, son, Quinn Goodman. <laughs> that nearly got me though. But when you you, you gave it away, actually, yeah, when you said Nina asked a few questions. Sure, shouldn't have said that. Is that a running joke? Did, did yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You said a few I've, times. It was a yeah. I've messed up that one a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, is it true you can pick up a tennis ball with your toes? Yes, I've got uh, incredibly long toes. It's hence why I don't get seen in general too much. Only wearing people I'm comfortable around. <laughs> They're pretty freaky, these things. But um, yeah, I can bowl a leg spinner. Haven't quite mastered the googly yet, but working on it. <laughs> what else can your toes do? <laughs> They're pretty, uh, pretty good, like piano. Um, can draw a pretty good stick figure. <laughs> no. Uh, pretty handy at your dinner. Yeah, has <laughs> everyone in your family got long toes? Yeah, just, the, the yeah. Moriarty side. So mum's side, there's some pretty long toes on that side of the family. True. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. With such a time-consuming role, how do you balance work life with a young family? Yeah, it's tough, eh? Um, I struggle with it. To be fair, I haven't quite got that right yet. Um, and it's yeah, it's tough with Max, who's three and a half now. He starts to notice it a little bit more when you're going to be home from work and mm. struggles to see you leaving. So yeah, it's something I've got to work on and uh, make sure that when I come home, I just don't get the laptop out straight away. It's so easy to think about something on the drive home. Yeah. You want to sort it out straight away, have a look at it. Or, um, yeah, so get, get some time in with them, make sure you spend time to kick the ball around or read a book or you get them to bed, you know? Yeah. yeah. Nene got him again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Stitch up. <laughs> She's going to hold me accountable with this. <laughs> Okay, do you credit any of your coaching prowess to the fellow godfather Peter Gregg? Oh, of course, mate. He was an early, um, early mentor to me. He taught me all about team bonding and getting the boys together for a beer. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was good. I love Gregg. Yeah, he, like, he was pretty cool through uh, school as a coach. Eh? Yeah. 
again, he um, and like uh, he just made the boys feel comfortable. We had a good time with the lads. He was approachable, and no, he's a good mate, Griggy. So yeah. definitely, I uh, loved his pre-game speech. Just one of the greats. Yeah. One of the greats. You carry that on. Yeah. Um, when you were named the head of the Drink Smart Act Smart uh, campaign, <laughs> how did that go down? <laughs> yeah. Apart from the photo shoot where I actually dressed smart, I had a shave, had nice shoes and pants and a nice polo on. It didn't go too well, to be fair. It was not great timing. It was World Cup in New Zealand. Um, we'd finished the season. It was, yeah, it was good times. And Nelson, two World Cup games, I wasn't dressing smart and I wasn't acting smart. So I got caught a bit of heat from, one, the police and two, the union for a couple of uh, nights out there where I probably wasn't... Uh, you know, dressing or acting smart. <laughs> Stressing nudes. Smart. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, we went at this Quade Cooper that one time. Oh, we were that's a, right. Absolute do. <laughs> we were in all sorts. And yeah, another time I think we ended up down the main street doing the nude Richard Hadley's. It's quite, quite often happened after a night out. <laughs> oh, and tell the story about when you, um, was it your auntie and uncle? Yeah. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Yeah, that was just after a court session at the club rooms and uh, for some reason I had to do a nude uh, biker in the block. Oh, was that a punishment in the yeah, court session? Yeah, in the court session. Came out of the court session. Went, I was just by myself. It was random. <laughs> On a bike, nude, biking around. Had a light stop. I think I went right down the, to the lights at Trafalgar Park. Or there was an intersection where a car was stopped, so I stopped and kind of at the back of the uh, car, my um, 12-year-old cousin kind of... Just saw the shock in her face <laughs> to see her cousin nude on the bike. And then my auntie and uncle just looking around and being like, and I'm just biked off and said sorry and just kept on going. Head down. <laughs> kind of one of those instant sober up moments where you know this isn't good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, that's so good. Okay. Most memorable moment in the tap tap jersey. Most memorable, mate. I loved, man. I was, oh, I loved club footy. I was, I used to think it was like test match footy, man. I used to be uh, writing one every morning on a game. But I used to love the Noel Barton games, and I used to love the Nelson Maris games when Maris had a really strong team. Yeah. Wymere really strong. Used to go along. They used to be awesome games. Good banter, um, but you'd always have a good night with them afterwards. Like some of your best mates, but on the field it was like yeah. brutal. Way. Yeah. Used to love those, yeah, Nelson Maris and the Weimarrell games for the for the um, Noel Barton because uh, Noel Barton was my godfather, so it was always a big one for the family. Yeah. John was writing me for those games. <laughs> Notes galore. Yeah. Okay. Um, how'd you break your nose? <laughs> well, it's happened a few times, but the worst one was me old mate Shane Grieve at uh, Broads. Um, wasn't much of a cricketer, so. He wasn't much of a cricket, so I give him a little <laughs> bit of a little bit of leeway. But he's I've gone up we've gone up to the ball machine. I'm still playing I'm playing senior cricket at this stage. Asked him to come up and throw a few balls down for me in the ball machine. I've just got uh in there, I've put my my brand new uh gun and more glove on. Um haven't faced a ball yet and he's put a ball in to see where it's gonna land, just to kind of warm up <laughs> ball. And the idiot's got it like right up and he's called my name as he's put this ball in, knowing that it's gonna likely hit me to give me a warning and I've looked up and it's hit me square in the nose on the full 115 or 120 clicks like this dropped me the doctor said I was lucky it hit me square on the nose or I could have been yeah could have could have been a different story you know in the eye or on the side True. of the head or yeah. you know 
So the old boonie of a sister shot like that. He rang mum. Mum came up. Just followed the trail of blood up to the hospital because <laughs> the hospital's right next door. It was not good. And the worst thing is I had uni starting the next week, so I went down there looking like elephant man, <laughs> single boy with big hopes of you know, first week of O week at uni. He had no chance, mate. No chance. <laughs> oh, classic. Okay, last question. How can you be selected in an Andrew Goodman coached side? This is for from a player. Um, I like uh, I like guys that work hard. You know, yeah. Just um, put the team first. Um, all those little things, like an Ethan Blackheader that this does all the little things that probably go unnoticed by a little by a lot of people. Yeah, diving on those hard balls, chasing kicks, uh, stuff we really pride ourselves on it around our Marco work rate. We call it at Tasman yeah. or. Yeah, we talk about it down the Crusaders around caring as well. So just those little acts, if I see those, good attitude, someone that's willing to put the team first, those are a couple of key things. Good answer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what a story, what a journey, and some bloody good yarns in there. Really appreciate you coming on the Wallad podcast, Goody. Um, you've obviously been a massive part of my career. Um, you helped me out massively coming out of school and getting me to where I got to and um, – it's been awesome watching your journey, uh, awesome reflecting on your journey, and it's awesome seeing you do so well uh, in the coaching scene at the moment. And I'm uh, really looking forward to following your journey, hopefully following right behind you on your journey. <laughs> 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 and, uh, yeah, looking forward to what's ahead. But, yeah, really appreciate you coming on the Waterloo Podcast. Cheers, Jimmy. Appreciate it. It's been great to chat, mate. Awesome. Thanks, mate. Real quick, with Christmas just around the corner, here's your chance to purchase one of the three great products mentioned at the start. Firstly, Pure Sport CBD. This is a game changer for sleep, muscle soreness, anxiety, you name it. It can help with almost anything and would be a great gift for almost anyone. So to purchase, go to puresportcbd.com. At the checkout, put in WATERLAD20 in the promo code for 20% off. Also, Manscaped is another great gift idea for anyone who likes or needs to keep their body hair maintained. There's some real great discounts on the website already and you can get an extra 20% off that price by entering WATERLAD in capitals in the promo code and this also includes free shipping. Last but not least, Fortune Favours Beer is another great gift idea for anyone who enjoys a craft beer. Send them 24 of Fortune Favours Finest by going to fortunefavors.beer and entering what a lad, no spaces in the promo code for 20% off.